Hey guys, Shane here. I uh, just wanted to say thank you, as always, for listening to the Crow Pod. And uh, if, if you like what we do here and want to help us out, you can go to uh, anchor.fm backslash crowpod and click on the support button. You got three different options there, uh, 99 cents, $4.99, and $9.99 uh, monthly contribution. Anybody who does the four ninety nine level, uh, you get one live read per month on air or, you know, like on, on the main show for your business or charity or whatever you got going on. If you do the nine ninety nine, we'll give you a live read uh, every single episode uh, the, of the main show. So every single week on the main Crow Pod, uh, we'll give you a shout out for your business or charity or whatever you got going on. So uh, just like I said, you go to anchor.fm backslash Crow Pod, click on support, and uh, we'll, we'll get that message out to all of our listeners every single week. And, and that goes out not only on the Crow Pod Network, but on the Heart and Hand Network as well. Episode of the Crow Pod and joining me, Shane, of course, Mr. David Edgar. Hello, David. Hello, everyone. Great intro there, Shane. I like. Yeah. You know, that was a strong voice. At no point did it threaten to go south, or in your case, north. <laughs> it's all right. We got an hour and a half for this to go south. We'll be fine. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Van Allen. Hello, Todd. Hello. Uh, I am busier than Michael Stewart's uh, fencometer. Ah. <laughs> Todd. But it, 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 did, is he on holiday now? Did I see that? I don't know. Is, is, is he up, he's, hope. He's up in the islands somewhere, yeah. it looks like. They did. <laughs> it's as far away as we can get him with anyone willing to take him, unfortunately. <laughs> um, you know, we would. Can you imagine him going down to England as well? With Oh, God. We can't We can't have people like that. We all do this, I think, nationally. There's a thing called the Scottish cringe factor, which I've discussed before. But I do think it's international. It's like we don't like hearing our own accents on TV, for example. Um, and we don't like. Uh, particularly to be reminded, I think, of where we come from. And it's people like Michael Stewart that cause that, because I just think any time he opens his mouth, I just God, what must the neighbours think of us? <laughs> <laughs> it's just impossible to, to do it with any... It's like, look, we've got loads of nice people up here. It's just that we're all too busy being embarrassed by the likes of him to come out to play. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's... Guys, uh, well, so I think we got a question early here. If, if we just knock it out, it's Pedro had asked uh, if if him or the health secretary run fire, would you piss either of them out or just piss your trousers? Yeah, it, <laughs> this is an odd one for me because I think that you know there are people out there who the only time I wouldn't piss on them was if they were on fire. Yeah, um, and I think that. <laughs> That that would come that they would come under that that particular well certainly certainly he would um but yeah just just a bit of a the idiot's idiot you know he's he's very much 
the useful idiot. But he's not even that useful because he blunders into things uh, hilariously and then blunders back out minutes later wondering what happened to him. He's he's just you know, very, very much a... Uh, he's a 20-watt bulb in a 40-watt world. And uh, <laughs> Did you ever go to... Did you ever go? Did you ever go to a parents' evening at your school mm-hmm. at oh, night? Yeah. Um, I, yep, of course. But the lights are only on in the section of the building you're going to. So yes. maybe about twenty percent of the building, obviously, because they're not going to turn the lights on the whole school if you're only in one part of it. That's Michael Stewart. He's got <laughs> that little bit of light, the twenty percent. And the rest of it just hasn't been wired up. God was like, nah, I'd look, I don't have yeah. time the day. You're on your way, son. You'll need to make do with with what with with the wiring I put in. See, see, the 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 sweet part of that question is not the actual urination itself. What I, I wouldn't piss myself. I would actually just you know take take it out and have like a normal. I have to go. I'm going to hide behind a tree. Pee like one of those. <laughs> We've all done it. We have all tried oh, yeah. to find in the park. At night, what is the most darkest concealed tree and which one has the widest trunk? Like, that's the view that you're balancing. So uh, I would, in front of them, I would not hide, obviously, but the, the joy in this in this question is watching their reaction as you pee. <laughs> like, watching them going, oh, what a waste! And uh, that could help me! It was like, yeah, I guess it could. It's Rorschach looking down at society yeah. and going, no, it's that. Yeah, it, it, it's equivalent of spilling your seed on the ground, so to speak. Except mm-hmm. in this case, it's it's just water. But right. no, I, I, or yeah. it, or if you're a seven year old boy, that's what you think gets women pregnant. Uh, well, I think a few people in my team who miss podcasts due to oh, I'm sorry, I'm I've got the kid today. An interesting thing we were talking about actually in our in our uh, in our group. Now, none of us are parents, right? But. Yeah. Well, properly, Shane and I are step parents, which right. is yeah, which is okay. all the joy of parenthood without having the sex. Um, right. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah parent mugs. It's, it's it's rental dad. Yeah, rental dad. Yeah, you're not my real dad. Actually, I'm fortunate. I've not, she's never said that to me. But uh, yeah, so I was uh, you know the other night. Oh, I, I can't do the pod. Okay, why not? Um, I'm babysitting. And I was like, right, okay. And then I'm like, hang on, it's your kid. And yeah. then he went, yeah, my my wife's out. I'm like, you can't babysit your own kid, surely. Isn't that like a You're just a watching part? your kid. You're just watching your kid. Thank you. And he yeah, could it's called parenting. Like, what do you, no, no, I, she's out. Okay, so is he getting like $10 an hour and two popsicles? Like what? <laughs> Fell up as he gets driven home. Yeah, uh-huh. I, yeah. That, that was what I just, I could not understand at all. And I'm like... No, you, you're not babysitting. Babysitting is if I come round and look yeah. after your kid. Um, you're just which, which looking no after your kid. No, <laughs> no one, no one, no one. Children, bizarrely, people think because I don't like children, the children won't like me, and it's it's actually the opposite. And I, the reason for it is, yeah, the reason for it is is that I look quite muppety. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've, no, I do. I've got quite muppety features, and I think kids find me quite amusing. That it's just that after about you know twenty minutes, I am done. Mm-hmm. I am completely done with small well, children. It's and it's, it's, it's probably all the stories you tell about the invasion of Poland that probably <laughs> they have to in firm graphic detail as well. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, the, the late night to... read is, "Oh, the places you'll invade." 
<laughs> oh, well, actually, you know the, the, the genuinely the story I do it. At that point, G. Gordon, Liddy, and, and Hunt <laughs> were in the Howard Johnsons across from the Watergate Motel. Um, did the, so did the police know they were there? No, but this would come later. Speaking of war criminals, we we lost one that we we didn't lose the daddy because he's still right. somehow hanging on. We we just can't get rid of. But Colin Powell's dead. So yes. there we go. Yeah. Why did you I, call I, I, him after a body part rather than by his name? Incidentally, we could never figure that out over here. The guy's name is Colin and Colon yeah, Powell. No, right. Colon. Oh, we all have them. They're practical choice. things. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, to be fair, they, I, I think it, I think it aligned with uh, well his willingness to cover up you know massacres in Vietnam and well be very in, complicit in Iran Contra and yeah. Noriega and in, in of course get us into the Iraq War. So yeah, well, in in the words of George Carlin, yeah, it's Colin Powell, and they call him that because he's gonna fuck in the ass. But it, 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 I, I just think you're being a wee bit harsh there. First of all, um, the massacres in Vietnam. That's all Vietnam was. It was just one long massacre. So to pick out individual massacres seems a bit harsh. That was, you know, <laughs> that was what it was. It was essentially 10 years of massacres. Um, then Iran-Contra. Iran-Contra is the funniest scandal of all time because the practicality involved in it. You know that way that when your mates borrowed 20 quid off you, and then mm. you say, he says, oh, look, I've got a ticket for the gay or spare on Sunday. Do you want it? And you go, yeah, just take that 20 quid. I'll owe you for it. No bother. That was what Iran-Contra was, in <laughs> essence. Just a very practical solution of a problem that didn't really exist. So, yeah. no, it, it was, uh, it was uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's popped his clogs. Uh, another Somebody said to me, and I loved this. I thought this was absolutely brilliant. Somebody said to me a couple of months ago now, but it's like, yeah. A lot of celebrities are dying now, aren't they? And I thought, what do you think? It's a spate. He's like, yeah, you just seem to have more famous people dying than you used to, uh, and, and and it staggered me. And he couldn't quite understand why I was, you know, I had to sit down. And I'm like, that could well be the most categorically stupid thing I've ever heard. In my life. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, but, but every day you seem to have a famous person dying, and I'm like, well. You do know that famous people throughout history have died. That's why Cleopatra isn't here anymore. <laughs> yeah. Celebrity is not a, it's not a bad, it's not immortality. Yeah. It's, it's, that's like that's like showing up at your first day of work at a new job and uh, getting to your desk and being all keen and then looking up and going, "Wow, everyone seems to leave at five. Like you all came in, you came in at the same time. These are your peers. They're all gonna." Yeah, the wave is kind of shaped in the same manner. You're kind of going at the same time. It's yeah, uh, it's anyone. Just, it, it, it's just extraordinary that famous people are somehow immune mm-hmm. to the ravages of time and illness. Uh, which it would be great if it, it was the case. I'm sure we would. Well, let's, let's go back to the gift from last week's episode for the questions, and uh, you can take a look at Keith Richards if you really want a solid <laughs> answer for that. Well, that's that's true. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean Keith going before Charlie. Nobody uh-huh. had the the money on that. Uh, I don't think. I think yeah. that was uh, this. This always baff. I never realised this. You know Stuart Copeland, the drummer from the yeah, Police. Yeah. Yeah. He's older than Mick Jagger. Yeah, yeah. that's just wild to yeah. me. But yeah. again, it's not something that I go about telling people as if it's surprising because they think I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> that's you know I try hard not to not to. What is it they say? You know. Don't remove doubt by opening your mouth and confirming that you're an idiot. Right. I try very hard not to do that. So uh-huh. how's your week been, lads? I met God. 
Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 you did. Yeah. And he even gave you something. Yeah, <laughs> I, I stand by my statement in the thread beneath that picture. Fuck off. Yeah, That's he, that, just that a was gorgeous Todd. picture. That was Todd's reaction. Yeah, it was uh, the Brian Loudrup dinner on Friday night. He did give me something in exchange for money. Other uh, than a boner? Well, that honestly, <laughs> right. I, I, I like to think, yeah, I'm relatively... I, I don't know what's, what the word does, but, but, you know, I'm in my 40s and I'm mm-hmm. quite a calm enough guy and I don't tend to, I really don't tend to get over, maybe a goal against Celtic but apart from that <laughs> I tend to be a reasonably rational person I'm not the most excitable guy in the world and uh, so we go to this this event uh, it was very nice run by five stars at the, the, the Hilton in Glasgow it's a nice hotel you go in and see all the guys were all looking very smart um, I'd finally as you know had my suit issues but I got there in the end up and we're all good and we're all standing there and they say, right, okay, come in, get you'll meet Brian, get your photograph taken with him. So we're standing there and we're just chatting away and you walk in and you can actually see on the photograph that I have, my reaction is entirely, 100%, fuck me, that's Brian Loudrop there. <laughs> and just like, you know, like, like there's a picture of me when I'm four meeting Santa at the uh, Arnott's department store. And it's the exact same expression on my face, just this utter wonderment and, and unbelief. And a couple of things about Brian Loudrop. One, he looks like he could still play. He yeah. really hasn't changed. Yeah, and yeah. two, he's six foot three. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, I, I, had, I never pictured you just don't that. Think of him like that. No. no. You just don't think of him like that. He's well, really I, I, I do because no. that means I'm the same height as Brian Loudrop. So okay. well, I got that going go. for me. Which he always nice. seemed wee. He does, <laughs> because I don't know why, but he was, you know, I, I, six foot three. And so you're standing next to him, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's a big man. So then we get moved in. And then, yes, as Shane alluded to, the, there was an auction. Now, I had said to the guys going in, see at the auction, remind me I have no room, okay? I just, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't have <laughs> any room. I have no wall space whatsoever left. In fact, I have. In the corner as we're recording right now, let me count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine things that are sitting waiting to go up on a wall, which I don't have. And I don't know if you're allowed to just have a wall built in the middle of a room. Um, And you'll just literally get a bricklayer into. Ask ask my wife. You you can have a chat with my wife, but ask her what's the opposite of what you do, because. (laughs) <laughs> she is no stranger to a home renovation. In fact, I always say as soon as we move into a house, as soon as you cross the threshold, every single interior wall in the house goes, oh, fuck, because <laughs> their days are <laughs> fucking numbered. Well, I need it. Well, next time you're throwing one out like that, sure. send it to me because I need eh, it. Probably so, next year sometime. I'll let you know. <laughs> I mean, so you can just start up. cladding the exterior. You can just do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. It would ruin this stuff, though. You know, how long is a, a sign shirt going to last? I mean, so, wrap it up here. You'll be fine. Walk in. I see all the auction prizes, right? Uh, I always love that. Auction prizes. No. Mm-hmm. No, oh, they're right. auction items. No, they're auction <laughs> items, correct. So I go in and uh, I'm sort of... <laughs> okay, I'm, an auction prize is, okay, I bid $5,000. Yay, keep your money. Here it is. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a prize. That's a yeah. prize, yeah. A prize is something you win. Colin. Um, who famously, of course, gets nothing, won a signed Stephen Gerrard boot in the raffle. Now, he, oh, nice. he won that. Yeah, okay. he won that signed That's Stephen good. Gerrard boot. So I'm looking at the auction stuff, and I'm going, right, okay, 
keep the head. So the first one comes up, don't bid. Second one comes up, there's 10 items, don't bid. Third one, don't bid. Fourth one, don't bid. Doing really well. Fifth one, um, don't bid. <laughs> what, is, what was that? What was the fifth? What was uh, what's that? that? You remember? The, oh, the, the fifth one was like a uh, assigned uh, jersey. The, oh, it yeah. got difficult, right? Sure. At eight, eight was this huge double frame which contained a signed Brian Loudrop and a signed Paul Gascoigne jersey. Big by side. Yes, exactly, right? <laughs> and I'm sitting going, I literally have no room for that thing. It's massive. You can imagine, you know, two, sure. basically two frames worth, right? Of so shot. then you bought something twice as big. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> then the next thing came up. It was like a limited edition signed, you know, the 55 champions top. Okay. And I said, right, so I bid for that. And I bid, right. you know, 800 quid goes up, goes up. And I'm sitting and it's sitting at 2,400 and I've got it. And then a quite well-known and very rich Rangers fan bids for it. And he bids five grand. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, one, I don't want to annoy him. He's not the type of person that you should annoy. And two, uh, and I like him. And two, uh, no, because he's going to win. He has got a lot more money than me. The fact that he's just jumped. So yeah, they, they they just doubled it. Yes. Yeah, he just doubled it. <laughs> right. Um, he obviously really wants this thing. Maybe he can have it. Okay. So fine. So I'll add to boys. That's me done. Uh, you know, I wanted that. I'm not going to bother anymore. No bother. Last item, a signed painting of Brian Loudrop. Now, this thing is, and it's five foot four in yeah in length. Which, right? which was comes, the height we all thought Brian Loudrop was. <laughs> well, yes, trust me, he's not. But this thing comes out, and it is a beautiful painting, incidentally. You know, it really is. And it's, it's just a fabulous paint. And they said, signed by Brian um and whoever twitching 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 david and whoever buys it will come up on stage to meet with brian shake his hand have him sign it me two grand right eventually i said i said to my dad two grand's my limit right so 800 quid 1200 1600 two grand it's me i've got it somebody bids 2200 me two four my dad looks at me and i'm like i've got this calm down i know what i'm doing guys 2500 but that's that's me done 2600 2700 me 2800 and i get it <laughs> and i i will admit that there was an element of billy big boss to this huh? yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got i got i got carried away and then I go up and say, and then she, you were surprised because she said Jim White didn't know who your name, but I was, he wouldn't. He's only, I've only ever met him once, it was like 15 years ago, so I don't, he yeah. wouldn't have a clue who I was. Plus, he's not really a Rangers fan, if we're being honest. So the idea <laughs> that he's listening to Hart and Hand, I think, a bit. So uh, I go up and there's Brian. He's like, thanks very much for buying this. And what did he say to that? I just went, thanks very much for everything you did for Rangers. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> gave him a hug and. You know, he gave me a hug and we bonded and we arranged to meet the next day, you know, smoke a few doobies, listen to the Allman Brothers. Um, <laughs> well, that didn't happen, right? But we did, you know, have a cuddle and shake hands and stuff. And I walked in with this painting. So my dad's gone, no room, two grand's to my limit. Like, yes. <laughs> so I, we get this thing home. I, I had to fold down the seats at the back of my dad's car. We get this thing home and I walk in. Sally's in bed. And she's like, what did you buy? First question. What did you uh, buy? And I said, well, there's good news and there's bad news. <laughs> so I take it in and she just bursts out laughing. And she said, 
Right. Just before you go any further, no, it can't go on the bedroom ceiling. Just. <laughs> you know what? Said, when you find a woman that knows you that well, you hold on to her, huh? To, and then she said, hmm, looking at him right enough, I said, well, you can fuck off. It's definitely not going on the bedroom ceiling if that's the case. <laughs> Are you thinking about Brian Loudrop? Both of us? Yes. Uh, so... I, I then, so I brought it down the stairs and Tilly starts trying to attack it. So I've had to hide it in a corner behind stuff so she can't get to it. And just looking at Brian. And Saturday night after the game, you know, depressing end, I thought, I'm just going to go home and look at my, my art. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm reminded of Dr. Zoidberg in the art gallery trying to buy something. But he's like, one art, please. That's, <laughs> that's kind of my understanding of art. You know what I mean? But uh, another prize, I, th- I thought you two would, would love this. Arthur Newman, one of the guys who owns the company that promoted the event. I am uh, Arthur, Yep, Arthur gets up and says, uh, and Arthur Newman's a very funny guy, incidentally, yeah. but he gets up and he says, right, got a special extra prize, and this is this is real, this is genuine. We, I'm going to invite whoever buys it, you and a friend or a partner, to come to Amsterdam for a weekend, stay oh, at my house. Shit. <laughs> And I will take, you will go out, you arrive on the Friday, we'll have dinner on the Friday night, then Saturday, we'll go out into Amsterdam, you know, get absolutely hammered. Sunday, we'll have proper Sunday lunch, and then back into Amsterdam, and our night out, away home on the Monday, and you stay at my house, right? Okay, hang on, I'm sorry, I'm still coming. (laughs) Um... And of course, the boys all turn around and start looking at me, and I said, no, you're pretty safe here, for the reason that I wouldn't do it to him, because can you imagine if I went over there? He's like, hey, hey, right, so, yeah, what, what are your plans for tonight? I was just going to read in my room, mate. I'm <laughs> quite a quiet guy. Saturday, you know, he's like, hey, we'll hit the red light this I was kind of hoping we could go to the Rice Museum. I really want to see I, I really want to see the war section and I hear they've got Are a there any cracking the owl sanctuaries? Exactly. I, I thought I could do that to him. Never mind to me. It would be just the most ridiculously wasted prize on you know. So so how did you guess? They say oh, he's up in his room, he's he's brought some DVDs. I, I don't I don't think it would have worked. What did it go for? I got to alleviate some oh, of the tension. Um, went for about three grand. What was it? Sorry, it went, Todd. Yeah, Todd, Todd asked what it went for. I went, yeah. for, went for about three grand. And, uh, yeah, so I do, I've got, you know, we are in the presence of greatness today. I have got a big signed painting of Brian Loudrup that, as I say, I've got absolutely no fucking idea what to do with. Um, Sally has sort of ruled out it going, because I've got one of those big, this won't surprise you, I've got one of those kind of big hallways, you know, you open the door, and it opens up to a big hallway with the staircase at the back of it. So I was like, why don't we put it right at the top of the staircase? And she said, so you want me to take down the portraits of, you know, my grandfather and my grandmother? Like, yes. Is that a problem? <laughs> put the Lord and Savior at the top of the stairs. Yeah, I, I, I said, is that a problem? And, and she said, well, yes, it, it kind of would be. She goes, you know, one of the reasons we can afford this place is because of my grand, uh, my, my grandmother and grandfather. <sighs> so I tried a half. It didn't work. So I think I'll need to, I'll need to try and, and clear some space in here. But I, I'm honestly, as I'm doing this, I'm walking around the room looking, going, oh, can, I, can I go there? But um, 
This is the most it. selfish Schindler's list we've ever seen. It's like <laughs> that 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 hung shirt that could have been space for a loud drop. This program from 1965 that could have been space for a loud drop. This is it. Well, I actually think it might because we have a music room, but I still have some music stuff in my room. I'm thinking if I take that down. It might go, but there's some cool stuff there. Like I've got a signed photograph of Paul McCartney, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that would need to go, and I've got you know rare Ramon stuff and various other things. So, but for the greater good, I think that Brian might have to get moved on. I'm sorry, right. I'm sorry. Uh, no, not Brian. Get moved on. They get moved on. Brian's yeah, not yeah, yeah, they, Brian anyway. goes up. I, I, I will be buried next to Brian. That's <laughs> I have decided. That, does Does uh, he know? It will be like, put in the casket. No, no, I couldn't. I, there wasn't one person in that room that whenever they were in the presence of him, and I don't care because my father was there. My father's nearly 70. Um, I don't care what anyone says. Every person in that room from, you know, the youngest guy to the oldest, as as soon as they were near him, we all went. <laughs> and that was it. That was it. But he must have had thousands of Glaswegian people saying to him, sure, you're great. That the old because <laughs> that is all <laughs> any of us could do that whole evening. Yeah, so Saturday I got to alleviate some of the tension from earlier in the day. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because I, I ended up working, I was working the door of the show for a buddy of mine. I, I didn't know any mm-hmm. of the bands. It wasn't like the Pimps a few weeks ago where I actually wanted to be there, but mm-hmm. he was paying me to sit in one place and do nothing for six hours. So uh-huh. it was, it was pretty easy, but then Pain I got the, the pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but of course it comes with the pleasure of getting to throw someone out eventually. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, he was getting, he was noising up the girls and maybe getting uh, handsy with one and mm-hmm. yeah, we're done. That's it. <laughs> so, uh, got for, for the first time in like two years, I got to break out the old, the old standby of a, we're, we're not having a dialogue. This isn't a fucking conversation. Get the fuck out of the bar. <laughs> so. I always thought that that was an internationally respected and understood rule that the two people who will never go back and change, or the two professions who will never ever go back and change their mind are referees and door staff. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I just thought everyone knew that, that it, because it doesn't matter if they were right or wrong. They just, they will not, go back and change their decision. And yet they're probably two of the most argued with people right. in the whole world. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I have never once seen a referee go, do you know what? You're right. Actually, come back <laughs> on the pitch. Yeah. It's not a red card. You, you're fine. On you go. Come on. I'm sorry. I've never seen it. You have put your case to me so persuasively, central right. midfielder, that mm-hmm. you can now stay on the, <laughs> on the field. I've never seen that. And nor have I ever seen a bouncer go, do you know what? You're not too drunk. On you go. Right. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had a buddy of mine. Uh, we went to, we went to university together. He's my, um, uh, he, he actually, uh, has, has moved on to own his own bar, but he was bouncing at the campus bar. Um, because he was the same height of, as Brian Loudrup, but about, the size of two Brian Loudrops. Like he was huge. <laughs> uh, and I've, I've known him since grade five. He's like one of my best buddies on the planet. Um, Dan Moran, if you're asking half Irish, half Italian, all fucking huge. Mm-hmm. And, um, the best thing ever is just to go eat with him. Like just take a meal and just watch, 
It's just <laughs> the best. It's like watching Lucy shove chocolates into her mouth. It's amazing. But um, so he was a big guy. He was a big guy. And he would always man the door at this place called the Bomb Shelter, which is no longer with us, sadly, at the University of Waterloo's campus pub. And uh, I was weighing in at that time about 170, maybe 75, something like that. And uh, I was leaving one day and there's a lineup to get into the bomb shelter. And uh, as I'm leaving, Dan's uh, right there working the door. And just for fun, he grabs me and throws me against the wall. So now I know we're playing a game just for fun. And now I know we're (laughs) playing a game. So I turn around, drop my knapsack. That's the macho guy I am. And uh, and I say, (laughs) you want a piece of this meathead? And uh, he goes, yes. So two things happen right now. Um, everyone in line is going, Tiny's going to buy it because this guy is lording over me. And secondly, uh, uh, Dan is now being flanked in a Chevron formation by every other bar staff that's in the place. Right. So uh, I get Dan in a playful headlock and go, what do you think now? What do you think now? And then we go, OK, fine. All right. Get out of here. And kind of kind of two things happened uh, after that. One, uh, people kind of got out of my way. Uh, because I just, uh, you know, wrestled with a bouncer and survived. And secondly, I, I, we went to another bar and we came back later and Dan has, uh, as a result of a tiny guy attacking him, suddenly every drunk tiny guy in the line went, Hey, this guy's for the taking. And they were proved wrong. Uh, cause we were walking by the bomb shelter and he was feeding fists to some poor guy who thought he could take a run at him. <laughs> so, like, Hey, you okay, Dan? Yeah, yeah, I got this. We'll see you next week. And then off he went. So never. Yeah. That, 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 it's a silly, silly thing no, to do. No, the, 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 the guy Saturday had that realism, you know, you're very tall when you're drunk, right? Yes. Yes. In your, in your own <laughs> mind. And, but then, you know, because he's, 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 giving it back at first and then he comes over to get in my face and he realizes that his face is roughly the middle of my chest <laughs> you know and i've probably got 40 or 50 pounds on him too so it's like we're not right. i mean I'm, I'm not i'm not a massive mountain of a man like dan mm-hmm. moran is but i'm right. not small uh-huh. <laughs> and, I, do you call and, him do you, do you call him dan the man moran because i think there's some lovely uh, yeah, there's a lot you can do with that there. name. Yeah, no, we, uh, you know, we we weren't that creative in in Gananoque. We called him Moose, um, because <laughs> that works. Yeah. Moose. That works, yeah. Uh, the I the like other that. thing, the other thing too is at the at the same bar in in university. The first few years, um, I had access to a gym finally, so I kind of started hitting it. So I guess I got a little large. Like I, I never thought I was that big. Like I thought, you like you know, my strength mom. is good, but. It, it didn't hit me until once I uh, was walking through the, the bomb shelter and I nudged into a guy and I, it's, it's crowded and I ran right into the back of him and it was my fault. And so I'm waiting for the guy to just turn around. And I just want to calm things down. And I, and I was ready to go in usual Canadian fashion. I'm sorry. You know, like that. And he <laughs> turns around face full of anger. It drains in terror and goes and then he goes, I'm sorry. And then leaves. And I'm like, What? Did I? And it's like, okay, I guess I'm too big. So, <laughs> well, I had a, a similar drink bumping incident this morning, but with, with a teeny small dog that did mm-hmm. it. The Tilly, who has this house on strings now, for regular listeners, this is my little Boston Terrier puppy. Yeah. Um, she, we have two Staffordshire Bull Terriers, right? 
and they, you know, I, I don't want to be that guy, but staffies are quite a sweet breed, but they are tough, right? I mean, that's why they have the capacity to rip human beings apart, okay? Mm-hmm. So Daisy in particular is built like a tank. So we just <laughs> assumed that they'd put the puppy in its place. No, not at all. This fucking <laughs> tiny little thing is absolutely dominating these two, to the point <laughs> where we've, wake, we've woke up and the two of them are sleeping in the hall because she's kicked them out of bed right. um, and, and they're too scared to jump back up. So this, she she bounces, right? She sort of leaps. She doesn't really run. She bounces. And I'm sitting today on the couch with a coffee and it happened in slow motion that she goes bounce into the room, uh-huh. bounce towards the couch. And I'm like, no! <laughs> right? And sure as fate, she lands right on me. Coffee goes right up in the air, all over my head, all over my clothes, uh-huh. all over the couch. And she sort of looks at me and then goes, oh well, and bounces off to go and see her mum. I'm like, you little asshole. So every time that I'm just about to absolutely put my foot through her and, you know, just, just drop kick her out into the, the busy road outside, she's just too adorable to do. But if anybody listening has any tips on how I can get my two bigger dogs who should whose responsibility are ah, you daisy um responsibility <laughs> is to put she's looking at me kind of i'm sorry no 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 i'm not having this yeah it's their job to slap it about a bit and just say look none of this and they're not doing it so if any dog owners out there have got any tips on how i can do this uh i would be very grateful because nah, her mum's no help sally's no help sally's completely smitten with her so right. she can do no wrong in her eyes whereas mm-hmm. i'm like little I'm on to you. I know your game. <laughs> so I've got uh, two, two, two important bits of housekeeping here. One, Neil oh. Wells has contributed $4.99 a month. Beautiful. So you got, let me, Neil, if you got a business or charity or something, reach out mm-hmm. to me somehow. Yes. Um, but more importantly, mm-hmm. I've been skipping this lately because honestly, most of the news down there is shit. But uh, Florida <laughs> man uh, wielding sword. Sets fire in roadway, floods booking office after arrest. <laughs> okay, there's wait, wait, wait. There's a lot to unpack here. Um, can, can you can you read that back, but stop at the important parts? Yes. Because yes, I think yes. I think we really need to drink this in. Yeah. We'll start with Florida man. Already yeah, we're Florida, tingling. Florida man wielding sword. Wielding, so we've got Whoop. we've got some crazy Daniel tie in here. Wielding okay. sword. Okay, sword. Sets fire in roadway. Got it. Okay, so in the okay. It floods the booking office after his arrest. How after his arrest. Yeah. So does this oh, this guy's okay. is this guy's sword magical? Because it appears that he can sum up water and fire with it. Well he's at any given point. Not only that, but he can also sum up a, a half gallon size Captain Morgan bottle, apparently. Officials say when they went to speak with suspect Scott Taylor, he was sitting in his front yard holding a sword in his hand and a knife in his waistband. Police say he was actively drinking in front of them and began chugging from a half-gallon-sized Captain Morgan spice of rum. Hang on, hang on. Back up up for a moment. He was actively drinking. Actively drinking, yes, as opposed to passively drinking. That's what I was saying. Now, I've passively (laughs) out from drinking, but I've never passively drank. I've either just drank or i haven't drunk i don't 
know if there is. I didn't know that there were levels of it. Of I mean, what's next is like aggressively drinking at us when he picked up the ball and went, yeah, yeah, fuckers, and began to. I just love the concept, incidentally, of he Florida man. That's the cartoon that Kevin right. Smith you bringing back, right? I, Can you I, imagine the shit he'd get up to? I still can't get out of my head him holding the sword aloft and screaming by the power of Pensacola. (laughs) (laughs) Authorities say he dropped the knife and sword when asked, but could not provide an answer (laughs) as to why he started a fire in the roadway. So so, so the police arrest him. They take him to the jail. While he's waiting in the holding cell, Mm-hmm. He uh, he took the 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 his self his cell phone no uh, he broke the sprinkler head off the ceiling and okay. flooded the bucket room genius genius <laughs> um, that ties in incidentally with a great onion headline this week here we go which was women as women assumed by this stage of her life she'd have a better fa- a shower head. and it's kind of true isn't it that you know you you at least expect as she put it she goes i kind of thought that by my mid-30s i'd at least have one of those um doors that open up the kind of plastic plated door rather than a gross shower curtain and (laughs) i know i know where you're coming from sister you sort of expected that you would have one of the you know those multi-setting ones that right yeah yeah yeah, i kind of I can't I've, I've got both. I'm very fancy. Uh-huh. Well, I've I've I had to take mine off because I've got one of those fancy power shower ones, but we don't have the pressure ah, um, in right. the old in the old Claptoot Castle to mm-hmm. to be able to to do it. So this thing, our shower, if you talk to it nicely that morning, uh-huh. um, you know it, it'll kind of. Okay, and it'll sort of, you know, splash you with water. Uh, at night, though, he's like, I'm fucking tired, okay? Right, so, yeah, yeah. But you had a no, chance. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing this. Uh, and then you can, sometimes for a laugh, he'll decide that he's got two settings, which is either incredibly, incredibly hot or ice. Mm-hmm. And you've got it, and you do that thing, you know, where you jump between the two to try and, Cool down. Oh, too cold. Right. Hot. Hey, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Jesus, I'm burning. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And it's just that it, it's like everything in this fucking house is just has mm-hmm. been designed. Like we are the probably the only house in mainland Europe now. For years, it's been illegal to have a light switch in your bathroom. You have to have one okay. of those pulley things sure. for the obvious reason that you can be electrocuted. Ah, fuck it in here. We'll just go with a. So you do have to remember when you come out the bath to dry your hand thoroughly before you turn the light switch off or you will die <laughs> I've never encountered this in years of having a light switch no, 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 no. What, what are you people doing with light switches I don't know well, that, <laughs> uh, well every bathroom I've ever owned you've had one of those pulley things you know the wee uh, I have there's one of those on like the secondary light but the main no there's a light switch yeah. for the light and then one for the fan is, there's yeah. two switches yeah exactly yeah, but, you got two switches but you're a you're Americans. You don't place a lot of prize on on human life. Um, what so electrocution are you thinking of is going to happen? I, I, yeah, I'm trying to figure. Like, like, do you take off plate? Are you are you grabbing the wire to connect it yeah. to the switch? Don't blame, me, what the fuck? don't blame me. It's the fucking law. 
Right, I don't, I don't make this shit up. People must have died from this. And if I die now from this, I'm fucking blaming you and I'm going to haunt the shit out of you. As soon as, as soon as my ghost finds an affordable flight, yeah. I am going to fuck... Or I suppose I could stow away, couldn't I? Technically, if I was a yeah, ghost. Yeah, I mean, that, that, yeah. that cold's not going to really bother you, I don't think. Nah, I could mm-hmm. die, I could sit in the hold. Um, but, but, no, I, 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 look, it's obviously you guys over there. Don't usually, be, yes. Yeah. And you like... You like bizarre deaths. Yeah. You do. Okay. You know, I mean, what would you, what okay. would your late night talk shows hosts do without amusing local comedy deaths from the newspapers? That would be like half their act gone. Right. If they well, you, does it about... happen? Like what? Yeah. I, what I, are you actively being sprayed with water as you touch the light switch? Is the switch like, in the shower? Maybe that's <laughs> it. Is it below the tap? No, is that just, where you put it? Genuinely, you've got to have um, it's like a little rope pulley thing, and you pull, and it usually yeah. have a wooden handle at yeah. the bottom. Yeah, I've seen train spotting. Yeah, I know how yeah. it works. Yeah, you, 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 but no, that's to flush. That this is because <laughs> no, he also does toilet. that thing where he looks uh, in the mirror and he pulls the thing and the thing and yeah. Ah, I've yeah, been well, in a hotel. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, right. That, that's what I have. You're not allowed light switches, as in this one over here. Yeah. In yeah. a bathroom. In the UK, you're not supposed to have that. Very odd. Because you could that get is, electrocuted and you could die. Because so over here we care about, you know, our citizens. No, you don't. I can't care about ventilation. That. I think that's I, oh, the no, problem. We don't care about ventilation. No, we don't, we don't care about ventilation. You do not get ventilator, uh, ventilation. That's why in a British public toilet, if someone has gone in and, um, shall we say, that they have expedited last night's dinner yeah towards the north sea mm-hmm. then the smell will linger for about two days yep because no we just do not for some reason in this country we find the idea of you know we could do this and it would get rid of all the steam fuck that that's yeah. crazy talk <laughs> ah i see someone's uh been uh been caught by big tile cleanser that's what's going on here. Your mold on your grout. That's the big business. Mr. Muscle's all up in yeah. there. Yeah. Well, are you going to argue with a guy called... You're not going to argue with a guy called Moose, and you're not going to argue with a guy called Mr. Muscle. No, that's true. Because that's true. these two I mean, you're going to hear that name and go... Reminds me of a, a story my mad uncle Jim told me one time. Now, my mad uncle Jim's a wonderful, wonderful fellow. He is a classic... Sounds like it. Sounds like uh, it. He's, a, he's a classic Scottish waster. Right, um, that he he has a tattoo that says "Death Before Employment." <laughs> That's the type of guy Jim is, right? And he did, you know, Jim is like he likes to uh, smoke dope, drink, sit in his back garden. Pretty much, that has been his life, right? Yeah, you know. Um, and in the Midwest, he, we call that living the dream. Right, well, he's, he's perfectly happy. He's one of these guys as well that you go to his house and he's got, like, no carpets. There's bare floorboards and, you know, the walls are, are bare, but there's a 70-inch television yeah. and a couch. You yeah, know, okay. and that, that's yeah. that's who he is. And just He's perfectly happy, perfectly nice. Everyone loves him. He's a very friendly guy, which you'd imagine if you're stoned at your box 24-7. But um, years ago, he was with his pals, and he said, um, we're just going to pick up Chick Bertoncini. And he's gone, okay. So he's sitting waiting in the car for Chick Bertoncini. And it turned out to be one bloke whose name was Chick Bertoncini. 
Okay. I, right. That is the best name I have ever heard in my life. That's that is good. such a fabulous, fabulous name. His other good one was he told me when he was in the he joined the TA for much the same reason. Home of jo- uh, the Territorial Army. He, uh, yeah. you, you, you guys have the reserves. The reserves, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. So. For much the same reason, Homer joined the Naval Reserve, which he was sitting one day, sort of unemployed, no money, and it said, you know, you could sign up to this and we'll give you a gun, and you only have to come one weekend a month, and for that weekend, you're drunk. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and he was sitting going, well, that sounds good, and they pay me, fantastic. So he joined up, and at one point, they were down in Derby, and afterwards, they went out for a drink. So... They woke up, his regiment, they woke up in the barracks and they're all in, you know, the bunk beds and stuff. And James is like, I, I don't remember us actually going into our billet. I wonder how we got here. So he says, I walk out and there's all these guys lying asleep in the corridor. And Jim goes, hi, mate. What? Why are you all here? And he went, oh, you guys all arrived about 4 a.m. and kicked us out and took our beds. That's the British Army, by the way, folks. <laughs> and, uh, and and James went, why did you not tell us to fuck off? Uh-huh. And he said, the guy said to him, listen, mate, when 50 hairy ass jock drunk after tits tell you to fuck off, you fuck off. God <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. I'll get him on one weekend. He's a lovely guy. It's Jim. He's just, as I say, just, like, I wouldn't tell him where to live in case he visits. So, <laughs> you know, he's uh, uh, a, a lovely fella, but uh, just as mad as a, uh, as mad as a boss. But I think you do get people like that. Rab seen us, but said it years ago that you think about it, we've always got like X amount of million unemployed, right? Mm-hmm. He said, and of that X amount of million, people there are desperate for a job. So why don't we give them the jobs and then the people who just want to sit about and aren't bothered about having money? that they just want enough to fill their fridge with beer and, you know, watch TV. Why don't we put them in unemployment and take the people who want jobs, their jobs? And it mm-hmm. probably has a more sensible system. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, you'd have to think about economies. and so that, 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 right. no. we, we don't make smart choices about that in Western society, David. Come on. Oh, we, that's, that's, <laughs> That's, Everybody that's wants to work. In fact, you're miserable because you stay at home and you don't go to an office, uh-huh. right? That's you true. know that. You know you hate your life because of that, because you right. don't have the interaction of an office workspace, no, which, well, what, which is we, what we all crave. We just we just had this happen, <laughs> speaking of, of, of work dodging. Um, uh, we have a, a labor gap here in, in Canada, and specifically in Ontario. So um, we, we have our, our premier... Uh, who is you know to to Shane the governor of our yes. uh, of our of our province of Ontario, uh, who is a what's the word I'm looking for boob, and came out <laughs> yesterday and said and I have the quote here talking about immigrants coming to fill the labor gap, immigrants right he's looking for quote hardworking immigrants uh, uh, yeah. and the the full quote is you come here like every other new Canadian you work your tail off. If you think you're coming to collect the dough and sit around, not going to happen, go somewhere else. Now, already inflammatory slightly, 
But this yeah. is from Doug Ford, who statistically, it has been shown, has missed 66% of government when it's in session. In fact, he <laughs> typically leaves 20 minutes in. Yeah, so, so, yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't like the question uh, yeah. there. Yeah, <laughs> no. he, uh, not a big fan. It's... I, I had this debate with a friend of mine, a friend of mine who recently was in some trouble at his work. And mm-hmm. uh, he was saying that you know, he would hope they would take into account his previous record there. And I said, yeah, I mean, you're very hard working. And he is. He's one of these guys that he's in the office two hours before he's due to be. He doesn't mm-hmm. leave until everything's done. So, you know, 14, 15 hour days routinely. And he does it voluntarily. He's what love him. He'll cover extra shifts. You you do Fridays and Sunday mornings. You name it. He'll do it. And he said, well, he said to me, <laughs> I haven't, you know, I've never taken a sick day. I went, what? And he says, I've never taken a sick day. I said, How, haven't you been there for like 16 years? And he said, yeah. And I said, and you genuinely, I said, don't, you know, you don't exaggerate if you've had, he said, no, I have genuinely never, ever been off sick. And I think he expected at that point me to go, oh man, that's amazing. Well done. And instead I went, you fucking fool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's yeah. like, what do you mean? And I said, well, I'll be honest. I used to go into any job, look at the maximum sick time i was allowed in yep. a year while they yep. would still pay me um and calculate that as part of my holidays yeah mm-hmm. sick time yep. personally if you don't if you're not taking your sick time and your pto you're yeah. a fucking idiot because I, I and people might be going oh you know work ethic not the rest i said well here's the reason why i do that because just as shane said um my first job i was one of these guys i was straight out of, of university and you know i, I worked all the hours god sent for a, a pittance one twentieth uh-huh. of a pittance um, that was paid to me in in equal installments of one twentieth mm-hmm. of a pittance, and I worked all the hours God said. I, and then as soon as the company had a slight turn down, made redundant instantly. Yep. And at that point, I went all their chat about loyalty and dragging yourself in when you're ill, and I'd had it all from them. It's all bollocks because it's only one way. As yep. soon as it was the other way, you'll be out the door. I I I was it was one one media job, and like I, I'd applied like three or four times throughout the year to 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 you know for the holiday vacation time right, because uh-huh. um, yeah I, you know I had vacation time and then I had you had like three sick days and then you know like three or five personal days too right, so I, I mean I'd use up the six days sick days because I was genuinely ill at one point PTO you, you can use like on the spot pretty much as long as they can survive without you for a day right but i tried to book holiday i said three or four times throughout the year and now it's getting near the end of the year and they they denied two of my requests so i'd only used about half of my time and it it was within the last three weeks of the year and i just told i was like i'm I'm taking the last week off of the year now well you can't do that but i was like no i can and i'm going to well, no, you know, if you don't, though, we'll just pay it out to you after the first of the year. I said, yeah, or I could uh, take the week off between Christmas and New Year's and uh, not answer my phone when you guys try calling me. Like, because yeah. that's what's going to fucking happen here. Mm-hmm. You, you had the chance. 100%. You, you wouldn't book my time off. Now I'm going to take it on my fucking terms. Yeah. I had a no, I had a job like that in Toronto. Like that. I There was, like, one killer weekend that you had to be up. We were doing data conversion this is when i was working at roy thompson massey hall and our biggest client was toronto symphony and so we had to take all the data from their subscription 
side, drop it into our ticketing system. So that took the better part of an entire weekend where you're staying up, you feel like shit. Um, it's just nonsense, but they understood that, uh, I could take loot time. So that just paid for all the midweek Rangers games that ever <laughs> happened. That's I've always said that to any employer that they always talk about, you know, bonusing and it's money and stuff. And that works for some people, but the biggest motivating factor in the world is letting people go home early if they're finished up and time and loot. Those are the two biggest things. Don't care about financial bonuses. Some people are wired that way, but they go into sales mainly. Yeah. But see if you say to somebody, if you do it both ways, because companies will say, you know, there are times we'll need you to work extra. That's fine. But what about the days where they've done all their work by three o'clock mm-hmm. yeah. and they have to sit there for two hours? That is when you should do that and say, are you done? Yeah, fuck off home. But then the next time it's like, by the way, this needs done and it's you, you you know you could be here for the next six hours uh, even though it's five o'clock yeah. they'll do it and they'll do it without complaint it's just we don't have that culture um which is it but this culture as shane alluded to right at the start of this of presenteeism mm-hmm. that you you absolutely have to be there or you won't do any work well did your business collapse in the last 18 months no yeah. no it didn't it didn't was the work getting done yes yes it was Oh, it'd appear they were working then, wouldn't it? <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah, um, yeah. I just, I, I don't, I, and of course, one of the, the main reasons why the government over here are so keen to do it is that they get backing from large lad, landlords, large mm-hmm. letting agencies. And oh, yeah. Nah, saying, you know, we, yeah. We, we don't want these buildings. Yeah. Yep. yeah, we don't want these buildings falling empty. Well, um, we'll see that. Yeah, a lot too, because, yeah. you know, some of these companies are like, all right, well, if you want to keep staying at home, we're going to cut your pay to 85% or fucking whatever it is. And, and, you know, like some of these people are getting smart and be like, cool, well, here's a bill for the uh, square footage in my house yep. and uh, my internet and everything else that I'm using that, well, well, well you have those things anyway. Uh, no, you don't know that. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no we didn't. This is, this is valuable real estate. Yeah. And services that I'm having to pay for. Mm-hmm. So there you go. It, it, just culturally, I think it's, you know, it's like everything, though, anything that comes along that's quite, you know, scary. Um, and things, it's only a century ago you were allowed to employ nine-year-olds for 12 hours yeah. a day. Yep. So <laughs> they, things, you know, do move on and they do move on quickly and generally for the better. But I just wouldn't be particularly worried. The opposite, of course, of what I'm describing. And, yeah, I'm... I'm exaggerating a bit for comic effect folks right it's a, you know a lot about creative license um <laughs> just in case i ever just in case i ever need a job and one of them is interviewing me uh right. it i now work for myself and that's a fucker for someone like me because <laughs> it's very difficult to palm stuff on to other people and if i don't <laughs> do the stuff i'm supposed to do nobody does it right uh and that is irritating and i never thought this through i should have i should have t- mm-hmm. i should have got myself a patsy yeah. of some sort you know like a canary that i could hide away to be the titular <laughs> plant owner sure <laughs> yeah why are my ears burning um i i always think it's 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 funny you mentioned it's like every time the uh I, i'm walking the dog kind of like in the, in the in the afternoon and it's uh through a park that's right adjacent to a couple of public schools and all the kids are running around at recess and they're screaming and play and i just look at them and go i wish there were mines that's all <laughs> just little mines that you could use your little fingers to to get all the little rocks you know just the little ones that well look you know right I personally 
wouldn't have wanted to work down a mine at the age of 10. Okay? No. So, but I'm going to be like one of those hypocritical old guys who talks about bringing back national service mm-hmm. when they didn't have to do it. Then, so I, I think I've hit that age where I'm allowed to do things like that. You know, I know I got it for free, but they shouldn't. They should have to pay exactly. for it. Uh, exactly. Know, I, I, so, and I mean, really, we need to go back to the days where when the factory catches on fire, we lock all the women in there. You know, yeah, yeah. fuck, fuck, trying to say just lock the doors from the outside. Door. We can always get new Tough women. Shit. They'll yeah. soak up. They'll soak up some of the flames. That was, you know. <laughs> We need to go back to to a meat a meat processing industry where mm-hmm. hygiene standards were. How many times has it fallen on the floor? If exactly. it's under fifteen, it's it's still good for consumption. We need to think about profit, and we need yep. to have more robber barons. Right. Um, we're just we're, we're not doing enough to protect shareholder equity. And at uh, the end of the day. I, I, that's that's what we get out of bed for, isn't it? All of us, we get up in the morning and we say, you know what matters today? Shareholder Shareable. equity. Mm-hmm. I got so upset and cross as you were talking about that, I, I removed my top hat. Yeah, I was <laughs> delighted. There, 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 was yeah. a, there, there was an updated report yesterday or Sunday uh, that the wealth of billionaires in the U.S., since the start of the pandemic. Now, one, not only did we add about 115 new billionaires. Right. Yeah. In the middle of an economic crisis that we haven't seen in, well, you know, 12 years, I guess, really. But um, their, their total value increased $2.1 trillion across mm-hmm. about 730 of them. Sure. And now uh, less than 10% of Americans own 89% of the stocks and bonds and tradable kind of yeah. shit. Yeah. So everything's yeah. working great. Make well, sure, <laughs> look, if your boss asks you to work eight extra hours on your kid's birthday, goddamn it, you better fucking stay there. Right. That's all as, I say. As the Onion headline once memorably put it, there is no I in my. Uh, sorry, there is no my kid has cancer in team. Right. Uh, <laughs> as as they put it, but. For all the, the, the right-wingers thinking we've gone off in one of our left-wing tropes, here's one for you, right? I'm about to agree with you on something, so there you go. Um, a British Labour MP, because Labour MPs, you know, I was a Labour member for years, are determined, to, uh, I think, to set the party on fire and make sure that it's never, ever, ever, ever elected ever again. Um, and they're doing a really good job of it, to be fair yeah. to you. Um, well, they, they, they tend to come out with these grandstanding statements that don't stand up to any reality. And the one that, that the, the latest one, this is a doozy. Um, one of them said, she said that um, every billionaire in, in Britain should be brought up in front of a House of Commons select committee mm-hmm. and asked to explain how they made their money. Mm-hmm. And I said, OK, I say to that, that's fine. But only if it's a fair and honest way of doing it, which is they're allowed to say I'm a murderer or yeah. <laughs> I'm a drug dealer yeah. or I I bought several companies, illegally floated them mm-hmm. and made a fortune. All or, of that. Or, or, right? or I bought half the people in this room who yes. allowed you to Or my name is Zuckerberg. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> it is an incredibly stupid thing to say, Oof. right? To, to even contemplate, yeah, let, let, let's get the billionaires in and, and, you know, ask them about them. Fuck up, right? Billion, right. Billionaires own you, 
right, Labour lady, right, they own your ass. They could buy the building and the, the venerable old 500-year building that you sit in at work every day. So, yeah, less of your pish. But only if we're going to be growing up about it and say, okay, we bring them in and say, hi, how did you make your money? Well, when the Soviet Union collapsed, yeah. um, me and my KGB buddies got together and we appropriated loads of nationalised industries and sold them off and kept all the money. And at that point, you have to say, very innovative. Well done. Yeah. And let mm-hmm. them go. That's well, there, the only there, way there, I'm going to get behind this. There was the uh, the gentleman, a few, I can't remember if I mentioned this to you guys. And I've given it to a couple of my journalist friends over there. So we'll see if something actually happens to it. But the gentleman, Charles Huang, who donated 50 million pounds to the Strathclyde University last month, mm-hmm. right? Just tons of fawning press. The largest single donation in the history of the university. And my God, what a man. And no, no one, like, all you had to do, right? Uh, skipping all the other questionable ways he's made his money. Mm-hmm. All you had to do was go back to July when the Los Angeles Times wrote an extensive report about how his company had taken $2.7 billion from the UK and US governments selling them bullshit COVID-19 tests less than fucking 14 months ago. Right. But, hey, he gave $50 million to, to, to the... No, God damn it. Just, you're the most Why? basic part of your jobs. <laughs> Fuck. I'm, I'm a University of Strathclyde alumni, right? So I'm interested in this. Why did he give mm-hmm. University of Strathclyde Because he went there, million? apparently. Oh, right, business school, yeah. Yes, one of the best so, business schools in the world so of course i went to the arts yeah right. yeah obviously but yeah you I, know, it, it's it's a look if you steal billions of dollars from the government that has to help fund this university in the first place the easiest way to undo that is just donate money nobody's gonna bother looking up your name no or, or no. just do the most cursory fuck it what yeah god fucking I've, I've, I've worked <laughs> in a university and trust me if you go in there with a checkbook Oh, they, yeah. Oh, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, carpet, red they carpet. Will, They'll be <laughs> drooling like my dog when he sees yeah. cheese. Yeah. They will murder students if that's what you want to do. They yeah, will right. tear down buildings with staff in them if that's yep. what you want them to do. Trust me, it is absolutely. And it's yeah, a shame because they're placed in that position because they aren't they aren't funded um, yeah. properly. Yeah. But it reminds me of the time I went to Strathclyde University, right? Very good university. Enjoyed it. Got my degree. Slept in their I, dorm. I did. I, no, well, I, I well, I didn't um, because I lived. My parents lived not that far away from it. Slept in floors of the buildings a few yeah. times. That was absolutely hammered, but um, that that was a bit. But um, yeah, so my sister-in-law also went there, and my brother-in-law went there, and my nephew is currently there doing a PhD. Right, so it's a wee bit family joke, but it's the, the the family university. Except Sally, she didn't go, so we like to point and laugh at her at family gatherings. <laughs> thicko, thicko. Uh, so, so I, my my sister-in-law Caroline, the mad one, the one who I always say to you guys, it, it, it's like she's just parked the Spitfire outside. What oh chaps? How are we today? That type of woman, you know, very. You know, she wasn't born, she was knitted, that type of a <laughs> lovely lady, but just proper old school posh, mad as a brush. Um, she had a date <laughs> with this guy and he was uh a he sat in his he had a first class degree f- from Oxford. Uh and of course she's listening, he's describing how difficult it is. Look, it is. It's difficult to get in, 
and it's difficult to to pass. And he finishes and she looks at him and goes, could you not get into Strathclyde then? In seriousness. <laughs> genuinely. And this, and I was like, did it go anywhere? She went, no. I said, I'm not surprised. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> and she's like, well, I'm just wondering if he was as clever as that. And I was like, Caroline, I don't think Strathclyde's quite the draw that you think it is. But it's nothing wrong with being proud of the old alma mater, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Here we go. Here we are. Uh, Alan wants to know, his, his son and wife are apparently now living in Atlanta, Georgia for up to five years. Uh, and while, no, Alan, I was not, like, brought up in the South, but I lived there for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Do, do's and don'ts to recommend them in order that we get them back in some kind of reasonable condition. Don't I've talked shot. about this before. Don't get uh-huh. shot. Do not go down a road that you don't know where it goes in the South. Yep. Because there are parts down there that you just do not belong in. And mm-hmm. that's very true. That's not a joke. There are roads that go to hollers and stuff like that. If you don't know where the road goes, don't go down. Mm-hmm. Don't get uh, don't get ill. Yes. No. Yeah. Because there's uh, no oh, here's here's one definitely, and this one hit me hard when I was uh, working the Olympics in '96 in Atlanta. Collard greens are the silent killer. They look like vegetables. You think they're vegetables? They kind of <laughs> taste like vegetables. They are not vegetables. No, that, that's, uh, that's, that's just green, uh, green lard. Is it is green. It, it is. <laughs> I can't believe. I, did I dry these pants wrong? What happened? <laughs> they seem to have shrunk. On that, Shane was talking the other day that he was making biscuits. And yeah. I, I've been in America and I've seen these on menus, right? And yeah. over here, biscuits are like little snack things. Cookies. Little yeah, yeah it's, cookies, it's, basically. It's, it's yeah. What yeah. the fuck is but you do like oh it's like scotch so like a dumpling then soaks up gravy and stuff. Yeah, but a bit. Yes. Yeah, it's right, more it's, you know like a crusty. Out. I don't know, but they're really really fluffy on the interior. Very yes. fluffy on the interior. I'm and it's you, the I'm only good you. thing on a Red Lobster menu. Oh no, yeah, the the, the cheddar uh, garlic yeah. biscuits. Yeah. Everyone but, will everyone will go yeah. Red Lobster. Fucking hate the place. But then there will be a pause and they go. But those fucking those biscuits. Fucking biscuits, man. God. That's that that's the contourman rule. That, that that's that's the contourman rule that everybody goes oh Bert Conterman he was fucking rubbish pause that goal that goal, that goal. That goal. that's that it's the contourman rule uh blues and twos wants to know have all the best songs been written I hope not considering I haven't bought a new album in I don't know how long I'm I'm Can gonna I? probably yes oh undoubtedly yes. <laughs> Um, you know, the music stopped about 2010, and any band who were about before 2010 might be capable of producing the odd one. But no, 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 rock music, um, 1960 to 2010, RIP. Um, mm-hmm. it's all done. But yeah, people are still out there making, you know, new records as if Smoke on the Water hasn't already, yeah, been written. Right. And I, I just find that, you know, crazy. It's like. See, but Todd's the the newer music guy out of us, which is weird because yeah. I'm the oldest one of all of you. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, you, I I I like to Shazam. Just, Todd, Todd, mm. Todd, just music. It's not the elixir of youth. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. 
God not, damn it! You mean I? Uh, do you mean all those looks that I get, uh, those sideways glances that I get yeah. at Alice Mouse concerts? Really? Oh fuck no! You're allowed to go emote. Look, you're a yeah. slightly, and I know this because you're one of my people. You're a slightly odd middle-aged man. Who the fuck are Modest Mouse for if it's not for us? I suppose. <laughs> you're, I suppose. We are slightly angular, not mm-hmm. quite right middle-aged men. That's I... Modest Mouse in a. You know, in a nutshell. On my on my fiftieth birthday, on the on the actual day, I was having dinner with my wife who had just gotten in from uh a flight. Um she had just gotten in from work, and so she's kinda kinda like like to the point where she's already lying down at dinner. And uh she looks at me and she's like, So how do you want to spend your birthday? And I was like, Well, you know, John Digweed is performing downtown tonight, and she's like, Go get out of my face <laughs> and uh I, well i don't know and is it, it could be late like i don't know if he gets on at like like two in the morning or something like that she's like go get out of my face <laughs> so i bought a ticket online found my way down there and uh i uh as soon as i get in um and it's like 11 o'clock i look up on the stage and there he is spinning it's like oh shit like and, and i realized oh yeah he's old too so he's spinning at 11 and I uh, I go, OK. And then he hit like kind of a, a low moment. It's like, OK, I'm going to go to the washroom uh, while all this progressive house and trance music is being played. And uh, I'm washing my hands. And uh, all I hear is uh, uh, two guys leaving who uh, who are uh, probably could be uh, children of mine if I had any. And just I heard one of them go, you didn't tell me your dad was here. And uh, <laughs> bastard. Right. And the only thing, you know, that thing where he's like, it's it, before you hear it, it's gone. It's too late. I would like, well, at least my son isn't an asshole or something like yeah. that. Just, <laughs> I, realized, like, I realized later that it would have been really clever and witty if I turned around and went, go when fuck you're... yourself, you fucking cunt. Yeah, exactly. When you're in the shower nine hours later, God damn it. Yeah. That was, yeah, damn but, it. Yeah. You know that. Although you're I'm so... one of the, I'm one of these people who I'm one of these people who God did give the gift of coming up with a smart comeback, and it's not as much fun as you think it is, folks, because you do get the satisfaction of coming out with a good line, and Mm. then you get the feeling of your mouth being punched. Uh, (laughs) So it's maybe not the most uh, similarly. I'm good in a fight with with my partner, but it's not as much fun when she's standing there with the suitcase waiting on the taxi. So who's the fanny new? Yeah, very much so, yes. I'm the funny new. But Sally, (laughs) I've got a cracking piece of Sally, as of my wife, for any new listeners. Uh, Yesterday, as we recalled, Monday the 18th of October, right? And Sally had been saying to me, she's like all dressed up when I came out from, you know, recording the afternoon shows. I said, oh, wow, Um, you're going out, obviously. And she said, yeah, yeah. Um, Me, Fran, a friend, and Lauren, our daughter, are going to see The Feeling. A terrible pop band. I think you guys are sensible enough to ignore them. Okay, really yeah. cheesy. Deliberately no cheesy. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know. um, I said, oh, cool, where's that? She said, oh, it's at the, the Academy. And I said, right, great. So Sally phones up to arrange disabled um, access, uh, as she does. And the woman says to her, that's not till the 18th of October. And Sally laughs and says, yes, I, I know, that's today. And she went, no. 18th of October 2022. <laughs> so Sally, Lauren and Fran were all dressed up and ready to go literally one year early. Oh, God. 
blame COVID. Uh, blame no, COVID. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, time. Time has no meeting anymore. Yeah. We, we, we've known this since about March 15th of 2020. Whatever day you think it is, you're yeah. right. That's time it. is a flat <laughs> circle. That's it. Time, time uh, is elastic these days. It doesn't. But she was literally all dressed up and nowhere to go. And I said, well, you know, you've got dressed now. You should just stay like that for a year. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't wasted the effort, you know. Just well, keep right. the makeup on and the clothes, and um, in a year's time, just just go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she she felt a bit stupid. It's fair to say. Uh-huh. See, that that down the same vein as the last one here. Gavin Riddick wants to know what's the best bands you listen to, but you feel other people overlook. Oh, I mean, most of them. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. Say, <laughs> but whatever I feel about a band. You don't feel right. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the problem with being a dreadful music snob is that when people do appreciate a band I like, mm-hmm. I stop liking them. Yeah, because right. they're not cool yeah, anymore. There's, so there's very inverse quality to that. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. it's it's total music snob assholeness, but it's it's yeah. it's like a, um, a band I love and and are achingly cool a band called Neutral Milk Hotel. Oh. And yep, they reformed. Well, you know the 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 album, the one that's you mm-hmm. know, it's like a the tambourine head one. Yeah, it was like a legendary. Yeah. Um, uh, it's called in the airplane over the sea, and it was one of these albums that just came out and did fuck all. But then people started to pass it around, you know, and just mm-hmm. go, "If you heard this, you should hear this." And it became word of mouth, this massive album in pretty kind of cool indie music circles. So they reformed after about fifteen years. Quite rightly, you got a payday. Can't say I blame them. Mm-hmm. And I thought, will I go to that gig? And then I thought, no, because it will be filled with insufferable music snob arseholes like me. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, I can't be in a room with 2,000 of me. That would be <laughs> that would be awful. I don't want to be in a room with two of me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And just all of these people standing there just way too cool for school. I thought, no, yeah. that would be that would be too much. But uh, yeah, I love the Hold Steady and I wish more people listened to them because I wish they were richer. They deserve mm-hmm. to be richer. That that would be one that would that would jump out at me. David consistently burns his mouth on pizza because he wants to eat it before it's cool. <laughs> mm. Correct. Um, I, I, I am just, uh, uh, yeah, I, I can't help it. It's one of these things. Like, I don't deliberately go, oh, they're big now. I don't like them. I can just feel it happening. And it's the curse mm-hmm. of being. Um, and similarly, I hate when people try, and this is awful, that's an awful quality. A friend will try and will say, hey, I listen to that band I know you like. And I'll just wait for it. And they go, yeah, I like that one. Oh, you would like that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's your favorite one. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. no longer is my favorite one. And yeah. it's like, you have, if you, people who watch WWE will know about this. Like, whenever WWE mention a social media thing, they ruin it instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. They'll say, yeah. They'll say something like, hey, we're the number one trend on Twitter. And you're like, ah, I used to like Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> destroyed yep, yep, it for yep, yep. me. It, it's it's that it's that same vibe um i find like like for me it's it, it's stuff that kind of came out in my late 30s that it's and it's guys that still keep putting out music uh so it's like your interpols your black rebel motorcycle clubs that sort of thing um your modest mouses um Franz Ferdinand, the Hives you know those guys but uh like like never never huge like box like 
top of the charts things, but like you can always kind of find them, you know, um, yeah. you know, types of bands that you never need to worry that there's going to be tickets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The wedding present at the horseshoe. It's that <laughs> yeah. sort of thing. Well, it, uh, on that, it's quite a, uh, we we kind of had that me and Adam we did a music show on on Heart and Hand for a bit and um, there's a nice egg Shane see what I did ah, yeah I was waiting ah, for it yeah. <laughs> well um, we did a, a music show much missed I wish something would come along that would replace that anyway <laughs> yeah. I uh, it, it, and we said let's pick some obscure bands that that we like that people might not might not have heard of and then you know we can share a wee bit about why we like them and maybe people introduce them rather than go on and say hey have you heard of this band rem they're really good you know uh depeche <laughs> they used Old. to be yeah the cure oh the, the, the beatles these are um, there's this band the rolling stones i think if they stick in they might yeah that kind of <laughs> shit um so we, we pick our bands this is okay who you picked any name and one of them he went wilco and i went wilco are fucking massive mm-hmm. and he went yeah in your world and I was like, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in yeah, my so that, world, to me, they feel very, very they're big, huge. But they're they're huge. Any <laughs> band in my world who can fill a two thousand size, two thousand size um, hall are enormous. Yeah. Right. Because that was just the way I, you know, like the bands I liked would struggle to sell one hundred and fifty. So when somebody comes along that can sell that, I think of them as, as you know, as up there with like Dua Lipa. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like holy fuck, you know, it was famous. So he was like, Yeah, in your world, not not in normal people's world. In, in, was it on here or was it on this podcast that we talked about Wilco doing the uh complete album? Was yes. it here? Yeah, okay. because well, I bring them up at least once a quarter. Right. Have they so. have they done it? So not only did they do it, they put out a, a vote to their fan list. So I guess you're like if you go into like their fan mailing list, they go, Hey, we're gonna tour with an album. Uh, yeah, we'll do one? it. We'll do it. Go you know, back to front, like front to back. Just you know, track A cool. all the way through. Let's do that. I love it when bands do that. What did they pick? Because, what did they pick? Oh, I can't even remember. Um, because I would think well, either Summer Teeth or a Ghost is Born. Uh, I'm pretty sure they did uh, Yankee. Was, yeah, uh, I think it was. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they, yeah. so they, they finally put it out, and like, friend of mine is like, oh, I hope they do this one, but I get it. They're gonna play this one, and so he gets up. The, they, they get up there and they play this one album. Uh, you know, front to back, everything's great. And then they take a break and go, what are they going to do for their encore? And then they come back and they do the first song of whatever the second album was that was on the list. And it's like, oh, you know what? That's touching. That's really yeah. nice. Thank you for just giving a taste of that. And then they they did the second song from the album. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's weird. And then they did the third song. I was like, you kidding me? They did both albums back to front. Which is like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, which they're, is they're really just a fuck you to Mailchimp. Like a lot of fan poll shit and everything. They're, they're always good about that. No, that yeah. that is. I went to see, uh, and it was a, it was Bill's a special gig. It was at Royal Albert Hall, um, and it wasn't cheap. Put it that way. But we went mm-hmm. to see the the Cure. Now the Cure playing a venue the size of the Royal Albert Hall. First of all, there's going to be a ticket scramble, right? Yeah. Um, and secondly, the what they were doing was the first four albums in their entirety back to back right so Oof. literally all four albums back to back and then you know and it lasted like four hours but then um after they finished the last track of pornography mm-hmm. they then came back on and he said look i'm sorry about this but i've got ocd and i'm a completist we have to play all the singles and b-sides as well <laughs> and, and that's what he did 62 songs <laughs> this gig was now 
it was a very expensive gig, but when you think about it per song, mm-hmm. it probably worked to like going to see a band at you know your local. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. you know you go and see like a young band and they play what forty five minutes. So yeah. oh, there was none of that here. But it's... yeah, literally the and we've been waiting since that was twenty eleven. We've been waiting on them doing because he mentioned oh we'll do the next four and so on but they never they never did right that's actually on on a per song basis it's cheaper than itunes yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> but um it, i mean it was just a stunning and you knew you were never gonna because i've seen the cure plenty of times uh, right. and the, the cure are brilliant what shane was describing they do the greatest hits you know and the popular yeah fan mm-hmm. ones they do that that's what you do and they play three hours you know you get your money's worth but yep. um you knew you were seeing something that you weren't going to see again and mm-hmm. i think that sometimes i, I don't know and i'm interested here because you guys you know, love music and you love your gigs i'm interested to hear your take on this that because of a band i like tours i'll generally go and see them a few times mm-hmm. so i like them to mix the set list up a bit oh yeah uh, you know yeah. quite Considerably, in fact, whereas I've had this argument with people, I say, I think that's better, but then they say, well, yeah, it's better for you, but what if you're only going to see the band in your town? Don't you deserve the same set? Like, you know, that, and I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I don't. Well, I, but I think, like, wrong. I mean, I've talked about this with Steve Miller before. Like, he'll play completely different sets. Bang! <laughs> Here, let me get that, that name, name dropped you. in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, bang! It's, in, in so much as, uh, in so much, yeah, I mean, it's it's more the arrangement that he's doing the show. You know, some songs trade in and out, but by and large, it's 95% the same songs. It's just how he puts them together. Right. Uh, which I think is, you know, acceptable, too. And, you know, and I went through this, you know, when I saw cheap trick this summer that they only played like six of the songs that 90 percent of the people you know they're, they're too much too much new shit mm-hmm. too much of the new shit nobody cares <laughs> like right play surrender there, there, there something, <laughs> i i kind of agree with david like like if you have the opportunity to see them multiple times yeah you do want the set list to yeah. change that said there have been times when i've been standing in a concert and i go hmm and I go to setlist.fm, see what they played the previous night, see that the pattern is pretty much the same, and go, that's my pee break. That's when yeah. I go. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. And I've, I've seen plenty of bands like that where Sally and I have gone, the uncle looks shit, let's head now. You know, yeah. and as you say, oh, right, they always play this track after it, I'm going for a pee or whatever, or go for a smoke. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it, it's a tough one because, you know, there is this idea of should every gig be a unique special experience because it is for the crowd or it you know it probably will be for most of the crowd but for the band you need good musicianship to know to be ready to play any yeah. one of 50 songs you know most most acts will have right this is set this is what we rehearsed mm-hmm. yeah. you know? so yeah. I, it's a tough one I, I do i do kind of think that i suppose it, it depends if it's a, a kind of cult band like if i go and see half man half biscuit they can play anything because the people in that audience know everything, you know. Right. So, whereas maybe if you are, um, you know, like you two, could you two go in and play an album track off the Unforgettable Fire now? Would the right. audience know that? Um, yeah. Or you know, are the audience there to hear? Mm-hmm. 
you know, um, it's a beautiful day. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I, I saw don't, Mark Mothersbaugh really in the middle of side two of uh, Freedom of Choice when they're doing that entire album. Just his eyes were burrowing into the music sheet on the lectern because he could not remember one fucking word of whatever fucking song it was. It was just like one of these deep tracks that never got play on a on an album tour. Yeah, Yeah. that that happened to me when I went to when I was in a a covers band at my last my last work. And we just we decided we would do, you know, play the Christmas party and stuff like that. Um, And the, the reason that that fooled me was because I'd been in. Um, an REM covers band, but I know those songs off by heart. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, I, I know every inflection, every bit of those songs. When people would say, "Why don't we do this?" I'd go, "Yeah, sure, oh, I like that song, but I don't know the words to it, yeah. and I couldn't fucking learn it for love and money." So I, I had to do that. I had to have <laughs> on stage the little stool and an iPad and just keep yeah. going and checking to do that. So at first. When I saw bands doing that, I'm like, that's ridiculous. And then I'm like, no, actually, no, it's, it's not. really, really yeah. sensible. <laughs> it's it's like that moment. It's the first time, like, if you ever go see comedy live, whether you're just like a stand-up comedy fan, you just have, you have particular comics that you enjoy or, or, or what have you. And if you're starting in comedy, you're trying to absorb as much as you can. And so, like, every week you're seeing the roster of comics for a weekend at a club change. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go see this show. I'm going to yeah. you know, see, see, see these, these comics perform. And it wasn't until, um, uh, cause when I did my first open spots, I assumed I needed to come up with new material. So the first night I did the, the first show I did all this, uh, material, which was horrible. It was like prop comedy. And then the second show was completely different. And when I was watching the second show, I was watching the comics go up and go, Hey, this sounds familiar. And it's when you realize that comics are doing the same show. Oh, yeah. like it, there's that moment you hit and go, Oh fuck, you can do that. You know, and that was, <laughs> you know, that's, that was Norm McDonald starting. I goes, Oh, I thought I had to do it a uh, new one every time. No, yeah. you just, you, no, you, so you, it's typically, typically a different crowd every night. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, no, last it, one, last one. Cause I got, a, I got a meeting coming up here right after yeah, right. new my time. So, Craig wants to know better Thanksgiving. Canadians or uh, Yanks? I really oh. is there actually a there's no com, there's no comparison here. There's none. There's none. You guys have it. It's, yeah, we have uh, a four day know. weekend. We make enough yeah. food the first day for all four mm-hmm. days. We're drunk the whole fucking time. Yes. It's 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 yeah. <laughs> Ours is a Monday. We come in on the Sunday. We have Thanksgiving. We have the dinner. You put up with your relatives. You shoo them away. Monday, you put your feet up and watch Netflix all day. That's it. That is yeah. our Thanksgiving. I'd, I'd you guys have. To, yeah, probably go to Shane's out of the two yeah. of those. No, yeah. no. I, I, I would go to Shane's. Like, <laughs> oh, no, I would blow off my parents, great. and that's it. I mean, yeah. There I was, can't wait. That's my favorite holiday by far. The, there That's was so be- before we go. There was one thing I wanted to to yeah. see attention to. It was uh, it was from um, uh, from Fred uh, at Adair say um, who said uh, hey, regarding the yep the gardening chat. These landscaping trucks cut uh, cut my mom, but uh, companies called law and lawn enforcement. Are there <laughs> any good business name puns? And there was uh, we as a matter of fact just last night ordered uh, burgers from Law and Orders. Um, uh, nice. But there was a place in Toronto that was called Puck and Wings. It was a sports bar. Um, but this was the one that always got me. It was a Vietnamese restaurant. Um, four letters. P-H-O. Little space. Q. 
<laughs> Probably my favorite. My favorite one that I've that I've ever seen was I only saw it on the internet. It's in England. It's not up here, sadly, but it's a a car valley service, and it's called Spandau Valley. Beautiful, nice, yes. beautiful. I yeah, honestly well, we, just want I just want to work the phones at fuck you. That's all I want to do. That's all. <laughs> Is so it, we, do you we, want to bus tables? Got, you want to you want to dish what? No, I just want to work your phones. That's all I want. We've got the for for the Vietnamese place. We have walk and roll. Um, beautiful. Thanks. And then uh, there, there's a food truck. Uh, you're baking me crazy. Beautiful. Um, oh, that is that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, good news. So me, me and David are coming back. Uh, I th- well, what we're recording tomorrow for either Thursday or Friday. It just depends on how long it takes me to produce the thing. Yeah, but we are right. going to talk about just to prove the fact that there is no good music made anymore. Uh, <laughs> Exile on Main Street, an album released what? Uh, 49 49 years ago yeah (laughs) yeah a full half century ago we're gonna prove yeah um just people people were asking to do a classic rock show to do classic rock so that's what we're gonna do and we're gonna talk about that now this is get your geek on stuff folks this is we're going to be talking about mixes and mics that were used in guitars but we're also going to be talking about you know where the bands were in their career at that point the writing the lyrics all of that sort of stuff and just a complete breakdown of albums that we like um and and even, you get to listen to a lot of the music too you get to so. because i've got a license so we're not yeah. breaking any laws so before mick jagger sends a lawyer's letter um i'm paying you for this mick go to the prs you'll get your check that will be but uh See, it's, yeah, it's so great because yeah between your license and my thing being on spotify we can just yeah, play all the music that we want to like, yeah so if if anybody's got any suggestions um yep. don't bother sending them because let's face it we're going to do what the fuck we like <laughs> so you know yeah we, 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 we've, already, we've already got round two picked out so don't even yeah. worry about it. If, if you would like to hear why your choice is wrong however yes. Then yes, by all means send, and we'll explain to you why um, why you're wrong, and the music you love is not something you should love. Oh yeah, and you should definitely stop. And then uh, me, me and Todd <laughs> dug out the the list of um, for the Desert Island shows. Yes. So we're gonna pin a day down and and go back and pick the next one on that list. So what you doing? What, what to, I, I I don't. You want to do, do like gangsters? Want to do TV comedies? Yeah, do gangsters. Do TV yeah. comedies. I think TV comedies was next on the list. So. Yes, let's do it. That's All right, two so, suggestions that you've ruined. But you should have done Gangsters, and we should have done Full Moon Fever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not letting us go. We're going to do Full Moon Fever. I'm, I'm I'm down with it. Yeah, if I can't do At Budokan first, we can't do you Full Moon Fever first. Uh, okay, well, you can do At Budokan. I mean, obviously, you can do At Budokan, but we're going to... We're not stupid, folks. We're going to come out. It'll be like, you know, the first few weeks are going to be the ones that sold 400 billion copies. We're not daft. <laughs> We're going to hook you with those and uh, then go into to maybe our own favourites. Yeah, we, we might actually have to talk about rumours in that case. God damn Oof. it. Oof. Oh, well, I'd, I'd be perfectly happy talking about I'd be perfectly happy talking about 70 Stevie Nicks at any given point. <laughs> right. you, know what, you know what we need to do? We need, we need to do Excitable Boy. Yeah, no, that's yeah. on my list. Yeah, good man. Sure. Anyway, like I said, me and David will have that later this week. Me and Todd are going to figure out a day for Desert Islands. Uh, if you guys want to chip in, help show, anchor.fm, backslash crowpod, you can click on the support button. Pretty much every link is up now for you to listen to the show, wherever you do, except for fucking Apple, which I'm still fighting with. I don't <laughs> understand how this shit works. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, 
Uh, Todd, you can find all his stuff, HeyIt'sTVA.com. Find him on Twitter at HeyIt'sTVA. What's coming up, bud? Uh, online, write him up tomorrow night uh, at 9 p.m. on Facebook Live. You can go to at write him up show for the details there. Uh, I got some live shows in Canada uh, coming up in November. You can go to HeyIt'sTVA.com slash calendar for details. Hey, all right, there we go, Todd. And, of course, David and everything heart and hand and uh, back with me either Thursday or Friday. So uh, find David on Twitter, yeah. Ibrox Rocks. Thanks, David. Yeah, very, very much looking forward to, to the Rock Show. And, uh, yeah, folks, you know, just obviously coverage of Bronby press conferences tomorrow and the match on Thursday. Thursday. God. That's – um. I, I, I could almost use a break from football right now. but You we, just we, had one. Suck I know. Off. See, I hate that. But then we came back <laughs> and it, it – you know. Yep. God damn it. Suck it up. Put men on the fucking, the fucking post. post. Jesus Christ. I am currently on a post right now. <laughs> all right, that'll do it. We'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Some people call me the space cowboy. 